I want to talk about little things we do inside the Pentecostal churches. And I, I don't know about Pentecostal. It might happen all over the world, as far as I know. But what we do here at the Pentecostals of Watertown, amen? And why we do it. Psalms 150, New King James Version, it says, Praise the Lord. That's good, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Praise Him. Praise God in the sanctuary. Alright, we're in the sanctuary, right? Right. Praise Him in His mighty fragment. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent good greatness. Praise Him with the sound of a trumpet. You brought the trumpet this morning? Cody, you, you played the trumpet in the school? I sure did. Aubrey did. You did? Aubrey? Aubrey did. Well, the trumpet, <coughs> praise him with the uh, the lute and harp. Is it lute and harp? <laughs> praise him with the temple, tambourine, and dance. Shannon, you bring your tambourine? Man, y'all slacking. Praise him with the string, stringed instruments and flutes praise him with the loud um, cymbals. cymbals praise him with the clashing cymbals let everything that has breath I have breath I just heard everybody breathe yeah. praise the Lord yes. praise the Lord Psalms 150 praise comes from the Latin word means value or price. To give praise to God is to proclaim His worth. Amen? That's why I get a little shout in my dance, you know, or a shout in my praise because He's been good to me. He's been very good to me. And I'm going to praise Him how He's worth to me. Many terms are used to express in the Bibles, including glory. Glory. Blessed. Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is the highest praise. It, 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 it's translated in Hebrews as praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. The modes of praise is including the offering. I got some scriptures here too. Might not see them without my glasses on, but I got the scriptures here. So some of the modes of praise, including the offering of sacrifice, Leviticus 7 and 13, besides the cake, he shall offer his offering leavened bread with the sacrifice of thanksgiving as a peace offering. Physical movement, 2 Samuel 6 and 14, and David danced before the Lord with all his mighty might. And David was uh, guarded with um, line of ephod. So David danced. How'd you get that so quick? And David danced before the Lord with his all his mighty. And David was. Can you imagine King David dancing before the whole city, Chris? Huh? We get a little ashamed in the church. We don't want to dance before God. But David, the king, mighty kings, dancing, showing God praises in the city. Right. Silent meditation, Psalms 77, 11, and 12. He's that quick. 
I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember the wonder of old. I will meditate also on all the work and, and talk of the doings. You ever, you know, you ever just stop and think for a moment you get up there and put tea? <laughs> you ever stop? I guess I pause for just a second. I put one too many S's. I've had a little bit for you. You get it working. Can you imagine? I mean, you ever just take the time, maybe driving down, maybe driving down down the road, and uh, I'm working out. I hear it. You ever just driving down the road and just start meditating on what God has done for you? You, you ever start meditating and just thinking upon what God has done for your family and what what He's doing? I get excited. Chris, I, I get I get excited, I, I, and sometimes I might, whoa, man, that's good. God is so good, right? And that's just the way I express myself. Well, Pastor, I don't have no emotions. Liar, liar. You got emotions. You watch a sad movie on Christmas Day, starts crying and stuff. Hallmark and stuff. Is that what it is? When she turns Hallmark on, I go outside. I don't want to cry over no movie. You know what I'm saying? Man, I'm going outside. We're going to call her hit number or something and cry. <laughs> so meditate. Be silent sometimes. Quit. That means quit talking. And just meditate on God's work. On God, what He's done for Testimony. Psalms 66 and 16. Come and hear all ye that fear God, and I will declare what He has done for my soul. A testimony. Be a testimony. That's the way you can praise God. Look what God's done for me. My God delivered me. God, my God set me free. Tell somebody how good God has been to you. Amen? Right. That's a, a way of worship or praise here. Prayer. Philippians uh, 4 and 6. You want to put that one up, bro? You that one up, I've been, I've been moving this morning. Be careful. Yeah, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. Amen. If you ain't praying, how are you gonna get anything from God? You think He's just gonna? That'd be a good little boy. You know, I just give it to him. No, you got to ask. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. Right. Amen. Yeah. God, God wants to hear you, your voice. Did you know that? That God desires to hear Brother Ken's voice. Holy life. First Peter one three through nine. Blessed be the God. A Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again into a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to inherit incorruptible and undefiled, and that faith is not away, reserved in heavenly in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith and to salvation, ready to be revealed in the last 
time wherein ye greatly rejoice through now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness um, through thoughts. I should have just read my paper. It's a glare on that too. Manifold temptations. Is that nine? This is that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that um, perished, that it be tried with fire, might be found into praise and honor and glory at the appearance of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, you love, and whom thou now see him not, ye yet believeth, believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. So living a holy lifestyle, it shows praises to your God. Amen? Amen. A person you can't even see. Anybody ever seen Jesus Christ? It's so little. Just zoom it in there. Where are the glasses? But usually I put it on like... I zoom it up to 22 on my document. This time it's... <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Not really. Biblical uh, songs of praise range from personal more or less outbursts of thanksgiving for some random act of God. Exodus 15, Judge 5 and 1, or 1 Samuel 2, Luke 46 and 50. You got all those scriptures on your paper? Yes. Good, yes. look them up. <laughs> you, ever, you ever been in the church service? You know, I know y'all getting kind of new to the Pentecostal faith, I guess, or the apostolic faith. You ever been in the Pentecostal service and, you know, we're in the middle of worship, you know, you got your hands up high, you just, you know, you in your world, and somebody's like, Woo! You know, somebody just got to touch by God right then. They just let it outburst. That's a praise to God. You ever heard it? It's like, woo! Thank you, Jesus. And you're scared to death. Like, what just happened? Huh? Just came out of nowhere. But it's, it's biblical. You can read it in those scriptures I just gave you there. Some biblical warnings about the quality of praise. Praise... It needs to start, here's a blank, in your heart and become more an outward show. Amen? Amen. Matthew 15 and 8, New King James, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Amen? If you get some joy down in your heart about what, some praise in your heart, it's going to show on the outside. But if you're just trying to fake it until you make it, that's what Jesus is saying here. Corporate, corporate praise is to be carried in an orderly manner. You know, we, you know, as as you know, I have a schedule of how a service is going to flow. Amen. You know, and somebody's got to set that in order. You know, if we just came in here and, you know, Cody, you decided, hey, we're going to start out with worship first. Then we'll go into prayer. Then we'll go into preaching. Or we're going to, we're going to preach today first. You know, everybody's got a different idea of how we want to flow the service. No. 
let's start out with Sunday school, you know, get your heart prepared from all the junk that the world is. You know, I'm, what I'm doing right now is just preparing your heart, right? Then we're going to come back in here for service here in a few moments, and we're going to lift our hands and worship God. And that's really getting the surface ready for the seed that's going to be sown when I start preaching the Word of God. Amen? Amen. So the Bible says, do everything decent and in order. Right. I think I've got a scripture to back that up. 1 Corinthians 14 and 40, New Living Translation, it says, be but be sure that everything is done properly and in order. Isn't that crazy? Now, I'll tell you what. The only person that can change the uh, flow of this service is one person. Come on. If the Holy Ghost, God wants to step in this place and change the whole thing, and I never preach a lick, I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. If God wants to change the flow of this service, okay, Lord. And I've seen it happen before. But everything's going to be done in order. Praise is also firmly linked to the individual everyday life. I hate all your show and protents, the hypocrites of your religious festivals and settlement assemblies. I will not accept your burnt offering and grain offering. I won't even notice all your choice peace offerings. That'd be bad, wouldn't it? That'd be horrible. You know, you bring your sacrifice to God, you bring an offering to God. I'm not even going to accept it. 23. Away with your hymns in prayer of praise. They're only noise to my ear. I will not listen to your music, no matter how lovely it is. Instead, I, I want to see a mighty flood of justice, a river of righteous living that I will never, that will never run dry. That, that's a huge difference, you know. It's something different, Shannon, you know, when we get it down in our soul and we start living a righteous and a holy life before God. You know, we don't we don't want to go out here and sin and do all these things. We want to live a pleasing life to Him. It's something different. It's a, it's a, then we come to an altar and we say, God, here's here's my sin offering, or here's my uh, love offering, or here's my financial offering, or whatever it might be. He's like, man, I love it because you're li trying to live for me the right way and holy way. You know, I accept it into me. If you play the lottery, whatever, pay your tithes. But it's, if you sell drugs to make a living, let's go that route. And you want to bring it here, God, you've been good to me this week. I'm on my pockets. It's fat. I've been selling all that dope, and here I am. That's dirty money. That ain't living a righteous life. That, and God's like, I'm ready to not broke nothing. I ain't going to accept that mess. True. I'll go ahead and hit the lottery too. I'm scared of it. You, you see it well as I see it. They got TV shows where they would go bankrupt over, over a period of time. It's gambling. Well, I'm really messed up. I'm really messed up. 
really is, you know. <coughs> it's just dirty money. I hit a button over here and it went all the way back to the beginning. And my beginning is not your beginning. Oops. Oh. Oh. Did y'all pray before you came? Mm-hmm. Or did I pray before I come? Everything's going. You're not that's special you pray Maybe I slept through it this morning. I know I didn't, but I said maybe. Did you get enough coffee? No, that's what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I put all my energy in that sermon. I'm about to preach here in a few moments. I'm going to tell you. God is about to move in this place. Amen. church family to come together, our personal prayer and our personal worship style needs to be subject to the leadership and flow with the moving of God's spirit. Now, some of y'all would know what I'm talking about in this. So others may be ministered to during the service. No personal prayer or worship should ever be at odds with the rest of the body or to seek override God's order ordained leadership to attract attention to the individual. I promise you, you will see this if you hang around the church long enough. You will see somebody, and you might be here today, I don't know, we'll find out here in a few moments. But, some people walks, you know, comes in the door just to seek attention. I could be up here preaching, we haven't had it before, haven't we, Justin? I can be up here preaching the Word of God, and you know, we're teaching them Bible studies just like I'm teaching now. And somebody in the back overrides what I'm saying. You know, it starts talking against what I'm saying. That's not the order of God. They're overstepping their boundaries. Amen? And I, we've had it. He's not here anymore. I know he's not here anymore. He's not, he wasn't even from Watertown, but he came in and sat in the back row. And a, we had a guest minister, and that dude, he kept on cussing. Parent, you know, it is. It got bad. It got so bad I came off the platform, went to sit beside him, and just kind of squeezed his leg just a little bit. And I said, Sir, we love you, but you're out of order at this moment. He's preaching the word of God. Now, he wasn't amen in and, you know, David, you know we get with it, don't we? We get with it. Now we amen. I, you know we got signs every now and again when you sleep it on me. You know, <laughs> you know it's so so signs. Time to clap. You know it's, it's kind of time. You know, and, and we do that kind of stuff. But he wasn't doing that kind of stuff. He was out of order. Amen. He, he was very out of order. Or you know somebody's up here. Nah, let's go. The spirit of the prophecy are under the control of prophecy of the prophet themselves. God is not the not a God of confusion, but a God of peace. 1 Corinthians 14 and 32 and 33. Now, it, I like the first the book of uh, 1 Corinthians. Y'all know what the book of 1 Corinthians is? It, it's, the, it's, it's Paul writing to the church as in Corinth. Miss it? And, and, and no, it's not Mississippi. 
and Carmen. And there was a new church, and they was coming into the church, and everybody just came in. They started speaking in tongues right off the bat. And a visitor walked in. They didn't know what they were saying or doing. And then the whole time they was just operating in, in the, the gift of tongues. And, and Paul's like, what in the world's going on here? What, what are y'all doing? And then that's where we see where Paul said, I'd rather speak. What did he say, Chris? Uh, a uh, hundred words in my own language than speaking tongues all day long. Because when I'm talking like this, you understand what I'm saying, correct? If I got up here and just spoke in tongues the whole time, I'm preaching the word of God, you'd be like, Pastor, you preached it. You, you, you was into the message really good, but I had no clue what you said. Make sense? And that's what Paul's doing in the, in the book of Corinthians. He's cracking He's like, how about he said, I'm glad I speak in tongues more than all y'all. Right. But when it comes to the church service, make sure you do things decent in order. Right. The great benefit of corporate pr prayer is the atmosphere. Y'all like this. The atmosphere of faith that it creates. That's why you, you can't wait to come to church on a Sunday. That's exactly why you can't. Because Brother Ken... When, 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 when the service begins and we start worshiping, you know, it takes, it might take a few minutes, you know, for people to wake up and everything else. It might take the second song before you start getting with it. But when you start getting with it and start raising your hands and you start thanking God for what he's done for you and praising God for what he's done for you, it creates an atmosphere of faith. You're like, man, this is what I've been waiting for all week. That's why we got to come to the house of God and, and worship together and pray together and seek God together. Mm -hmm. My next scripture, I think, is on this. Yeah. Uh, Deuteronomy 32 and 30, it says, How should one chase a thousand and two put ten thousands to flight? I, that's why I like coming in here. You know, all day long I got devils chasing me and everything. Y'all you know, got devils chasing you too? You know, but when we come in here, they they gone. They, that's when you feel we feel peace coming in here. We feel joy coming in here right. because our praise and our worship put some suckers to flight. They gone. The great benefit of corporate worship is the atmosphere of power it creates. Psalms twenty two and three it says, "But thou art holy, O thou that inhabits." The praises of Israel. When we start worshiping our God, and more we get into worshiping our God, Cody, the more we get into worshiping Him, the louder we get. Hold on. The more our heart we, we let come out, no matter how loud or quiet, more, more we show that how good God is to us, the more power. It demonstrates in this place. Right. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind today. There, in this place today, well, we're going to see it. We've got a few baptisms that's going to happen too. We're going to see a great move of God in that. But in our worship style, in our preaching style, you're going to see the atmosphere of power and faith happen. I believe miracles can happen. Yes. Healings can happen. Y'all yes, still believe in that stuff? Yes, sir. Yes. Y'all still, it ain't nothing I can do or Justin can do or you can do. It's what God can do. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. He hasn't changed. He still has all authority and all power.
power. And he's just looking to demonstrate it. Right. Why not here in Watertown? Right. Hold up. Why not in your life? Amen. You mean good enough? You mean worthy enough? You mean your need ain't big enough? Come on. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I have the faith. And all I got to do is have one more person say, I got the same faith, Pastor. I'm with you, Pastor. And hey, anything can happen. Or two or three together, together, and agree anything's possible. That's right. Amen. That's, that's, that's Word of God. That's right. So I like coming together with my church family and, and, and just worshiping together because it brings power and it brings my faith up. The way we worship. Listen to what John says here. John 4, what Jesus said in the book of John 4, 23 24. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such to worship him. God is spirit, and they that worship must worship him in spirit and truth. Isn't that awesome? I love, you know, Shannon, there's, there's, there's just times when I, you know, get on my knees and start praying, okay? Or I, I worship God. I turn some, you know, good music on and, you know, uh, man, some good worship music and I just start worshiping. You know, I just worship out of my flesh, you know, just because he's a good God. You know, I was just, God, thank you, Jesus. Then all of a sudden, I go into a, 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 a different dimension, I would say. And I get be, be, beside my flesh. Make sense? I, I stop thinking about what I'm saying. And I just let my heart just come out. You ever done that before? Yeah. Why don't you just speak your heart? You ever heard that phrase? Just speak your heart. You know, but when we come, a lot of times when we come to God, we're just like <clears throat> speaking out of our mind. You know, God, well, I thank you for this food. Thank you for your love. Whatever it is, you know. But when your heart starts speaking out and you start thinking about what you're saying, oh, that's true worship. That's when your spirit is crying out to God. How many would like to get in that atmosphere today? Amen. Me too. I don't, know. I don't care what you think about me. You know what I'm saying? When I get to heaven, I ain't going to be worried about... Think about that, David. Think about that. When we walk in the, the gates of heaven, I'll give a little piece of my knuckle, you know. Pete's gonna be at the gate, I'll give him a knuckle, you know. Walk in there. Oh, 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 oh. You're the baby I've been looking for. You're the person I've been looking for all this time. You think I'm gonna worry about what y'all think about me at that moment? Right. Brother Ken, I think. With no more sickness, no more back pain, no more leg pain, I'll outrun you. I'll outrun you too, Brother Mike. I'll outrun your idea. I'll get to Jesus, man. I can just, I don't know if y'all can picture it or not, but when I get in the presence of the King, I don't think I'm going to think about what you're thinking about me. Yes, or how high my hands are, my sweat pits, I mean, my arms, or anything else. I'm not going to be thinking about that. You know, but that's what we do now. You know, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> the yard needs to be cut. But what if you start speaking from the heart? Just forget about everything today. Forget about the bills. Forget about what's going to happen tomorrow. You ain't promised tomorrow. And you get into that spirit of worship. Oh, dear Lord. Not just your life will be changed today, but everybody around you will be changed. That's what happens. He says, but the hour comes, and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such to worship him. Think about it. The Father, God, is seeking for someone to worship him in spirit and truth. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. I like how it says truth, too. Because it ain't going to go beyond this book. You know, that's truth right there. Right. He said spirit and truth. We pray together out loud because the Bible says to. Acts 2 and 24. They, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. We testify publicly because the Bible says to. Psalms 22 and 22. I will declare the name unto my brother in the midst of the congregation. I will praise thee. We sing with our heart, with all our heart, because the Bible tells us to. Psalms 98 and 4. You think I make this stuff up for us? <laughs> I ain't that creative. I'm not that good. I know I'm the best thing since sliced bread, but I'm not that good, actually. Come on. I gotta get a smile at him. One little bit. Psalms 98 and 4. The Bible says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. We lift our hands in praise because y'all know what we want to do this for? You know when we lift our hands? As the Bible says to. It says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Where are you? You sure? We're in the sanctuary. And bless the Lord. Psalms 134 too. You know why we play music instruments? Because the Bible says so. Thank you. Now, Mary. <laughs> All the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manners, manner of instruments, 2 Samuel 6 and 5. All we need is a musician who will be playing some music. We got the instruments, we just ain't got the musicians. Yet. We got them, they just ain't developed yet. Yet. Ah, boom. <laughs> Bianca can play the piano, you're right. You know why we clap our hands and shout unto God? He does. Look at there. Somebody caught a hold of it this morning. The Bible says to, "Oh, clap your hands, all ye people! Shout unto God with the voice of triumph." Psalms forty-seven. I'm just doing what the Bible says to do. I'm just taking it word for word. You know when we dance in the spirit? 
How'd you know? <laughs> I'm not giving you a paper next time. You cheated. You know, when we dance in the spirit, you ever seen somebody dance in the spirit? You're like, they're a fool. I've said that before. In my, I'm like, they're a fool. Look at them. Where are they going now? <laughs> oh, Chris's brother danced all the way across the platform, all the way over there, back down. In a, in a count meeting of about 5,000 people, I'm like, Lord. Did he? I ain't lying. 5,000 people. He, he got him a dance on boy. He was stupid in the front. He was all the way up in the front. Come on now. How good has God been to you? He's been good to me. But he's still God. That don't change the fact that he, no matter how you view him, if he's been good to you or bad to you, he's still God. And he deserves the praise. So we dance in the spirit because the Bible says to praise him with the uh, trembling, 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 temple and dance. Praise him with the string instruments and organs. That don't make sense, does it? Psalms 154. We anoint with oil. You see, you see this little oil bottle? You ever wonder why I just keep it up here for us? You ever wonder? I'm going to tell you why. We anoint with oil for divine healing. You know why? You're slacking now. No, I got me another audience over here. James 5, 14 and 15. The Bible says, Is any sick among you? Anybody sick today? There's a lot of sickness today. <laughs> they might not all be in here, but there's sickness all in the world. Is sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall rise him up. Y'all know who Benny Hinn is? I'm going to pull up old Benny Hinn on you when you come up here. <laughs> I don't know if Benny Hinn's real or fake. I don't know that. Um, but I know this right here for one thing. It has no superpower in it, but the Bible says anoint with oil and let the elders pray over them and the sick shall recover. That's what I know and that's what I take. Right. For his word. Well, Google didn't say it. Like, I don't care what Google say. Amen. That's right. I know what the Bible says. Well, Google says that ain't stuff that important no more. We ain't got to lift our hands in the church. We ain't got to praise God in church. I don't care what Google says. I'll tell you what I'm saying. Now, I'll tell you one thing we don't do. We ain't got no box of snakes back here we're going to start handing out. You got to bring your own. Like a little girl. But if I see a snake, you know, I can. Pastor, 
And somebody walked up to me and said, you want the Holy Ghost? I was like, you know what this old country redneck did? This old country redneck walked to the altar. You know, I want to be saved again. I was like, God, touch me again. I want to feel that again, you know. So I walked up to the altar and I was like, looking around, make sure nobody's watching me. Don't put your hands on me. I walked up there and I was like, God, you saved me this morning. If the Holy Ghost is real, follow him. That's what I said. <laughs> I said, if the Holy Ghost is real, if speaking in tongues is real, I want it. And you know what happened to me? It changed my life forever. Wasn't no bunch of people shouting around me, Chris. I was just in my own little tongue. And I called the the guy that I was talking to that was in the church, that kept me in the church, and I said, did you hear me speak in tongues? He's like, no. I heard myself. I didn't need his backup. I already knew what happened. I was like, man, what happened to them in the Bible happened to me. Isn't that cool? You know how I got the Holy Ghost? And why I got the Holy Ghost? Because the Bible says that. You can get the Holy Ghost. And I was like, okay. Any which way. Y'all already know that stuff. But that's why we do what we do. That's why we lift our hands. That's why we worship the way we worship. That's why we pray out loud. That was a good conversation we had last week or two weeks ago. One, should we pray out loud or just to ourselves? Which way does God hear? Both. But God says he wants to hear your lovely voice. That's why he created you. He wants to hear your voice. Stand with me.